we talk a lot about anxiety around retirement on this podcast. A ton about it. There's so much anxiety out there. Over half of Americans wonder if they're ever going to be able to retire. I'm going to ask you three questions, and you don't have to answer them to me out loud because you're listening to a recording, but I'm going to ask you three questions. Do you have enough to retire? When is it that you're going to retire? And how exactly are you going to go about doing it? If you don't have an answer to all three of those questions, you probably have some sort of anxiety or you've just given up hope completely on any sort of retirement. Here's what I want to do. I want to offer you an opportunity to get away from all that, to get those questions answered. And that is our free Retire ASAP Toolkit. Sorry, I said free. We even mail it to you. We ship it to you for free. You don't pay a dollar. It gets to your house. This kit has all kinds of stuff and it has a book talks about how to overcome hurdles on your way to retirement. We have a checklist, the things that you may need to check the box on to make sure that you have everything organized for your retirement. We also have an audio CD in there that gives you some interesting strategies and ways to look at retirement for you. If you're interested in this Retire ASAP Toolkit, all you got to do is click below. There's going to be a link if you're on desktop listening to this. If you're not on your desktop listening to this, you can go to fikeadvisors.com. And there will be a link on our website for you to sign up for your free toolkit. All you have to do is put in your name, your email address, and your actual address so we can mail this thing to you completely free of charge. That is our Retire ASAP Toolkit. You can get it at bikeadvisors.com. Or if you're on desktop, you can click the link below. It's time for the Retire ASAP Podcast. Here's your host, Taylor Fike. Welcome to the Retire ASAP Show, where our goal is to get you free from work as soon as possible. My name is Taylor Fike, and with me I have the infamous, the one, the only, Brad Fike. Yo guy, yo financial, yo guy. Uh, we've gotten some some feedback. Uh, by the time this gets posted, we've gotten some feedback of people who are very curious about your LinkedIn profile change. Like, what in the world is a financial yoga? It's the perfect way to point them right back to our podcast. It's very simple. Very, very, very simple. So yoga incorporates a variance of flexibility. It's a big thing in yoga, right? You got to be flexible. Well, you're the yoga. I don't know anything about yoga. And then teachers in yoga... A male teacher is a yogi. A female is a yogini. I had to look this up. Yogini. Because you told me a yo- you thought that a instructor. I'm pretty sure it's pronounced yogi. Yogi and yogini. There you go. So anyhow, I'm a yogi. I changed mine from yogi to yogi. And you spell and, it different. And so I practice financial flexibility in retirement. You need to be flexible. Somebody slaps you in an annuity, you got no flexibility. But if you work with the Fike Advisors Group... We will give you flexibility. I am your financial yo guy. Man, he's going to stretch your money out to last as long as possible. You know, this isn't that. I tell you what, if there's oh, I a like market. That. Using the stretch term there, that's if, awesome. If there's a marketing gimmick, I feel like you got the corner on it right now. I am yo guy. Financial yo guy. I don't know. <laughs> I'm a little nervous about trusting anything yoga related to Brad Fike, but I guess financial yoga, we could actually work that one out. I don't trust Brad Fike with physical yoga, but, you know, okay, we'll work on the financial We've been practicing one. financial yoga for many years. Many years, yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, today we got a little bit of a special treat. Now, I don't know, you haven't listened to this yet, Brad, but I had an interview with a friend of mine, John Russell, who uh, is a farmer's insurance agent here in Worcester, and with that interview, I'm bringing a little bit of that information 
to our listeners, which is new and different. Usually they get to hear us talk, and I think they're tired of listening to us. So I thought I'd bring in a new a new voice. Uh, I was going to say a new face, but they don't see us. They listen to us on here. Yeah. And you say he was with the farmers. Aren't those the storytellers' uh, commercials? They always have the, the museum thing going on. Yep. Yeah, the one you'd see on TV. So he's a farmer's agent here in Worcester. He owns his own agency. Uh, great guy. I actually met him doing CrossFit. Now... Here's my joke of the day. You ready? How, yep. how do you know someone does CrossFit? I am puzzled. They certainly tell you all about it. So here I am telling <laughs> you that I do CrossFit as the, the typical CrossFitter. So I met John doing CrossFit. We've done a competition together even. Now we were in the very, very low division. So there's different scaled divisions of who's you know super fit. We're down there at the bottom. But we had a blast doing that together. John's a really good guy. And he has some really interesting insights on insurance. And I'm not sure... I know that we run into this a lot. A lot of our clients, when we're talking to them in meetings, they want to know, you know, what do I do about my home and my auto insurance? And I mean, what do you tell them, Brad? Well, I usually tell them I don't know anything about it, and uh, that would be a pure fact. So, you know, I usually refer them to two or three people that I know. And uh, again, it's it's an advisor of a different sort, and you need to find somebody you can trust there that's going to do the right job. So I usually refer them out. And as many people find, uh, insurance is a complicated world. Uh, it may seem simple on the front, like you can just call Geico to save 15% or more on your car insurance, but it's a lot bigger than that. It takes into account a lot of different things. And we talked to John, or I at least talked to John, a lot about the different factors that people need to consider. And I think it's really valuable for our listeners here. So what I want to do is before we get into this, though, I want to make sure I preface as a little disclaimer. John and I are doing an educational interview here. So we're not giving any specific advice. You really do need to seek out someone that is going to be able to give advice for your specific situation. So you need to talk to a financial advisor, a tax advisor, uh, attorney, whoever it is that you use for your advice when it comes to insurance, you need to talk to them first before you even do anything that this podcast talks about. But after that disclaimer, I think you guys are ready to listen to some really good stuff that I get from John Russell. I'm excited to hear it. So here's my conversation with John Russell. All right. Well, I have John Russell here in my office. John, how you doing? I'm good. How about you, man? Uh, I'm good. So what do you do, John? You're, you're an insurance guy. I am. I am a farmer's insurance agent here in Worcester. Um, you know, mostly PNC. We do life insurance commercial. Those are big things. I mean, also our commercial appetite's pretty big. So anything that you could think of, we could probably find a place to put. We don't really do get too far into health insurance, but um, a little bit of that on the side too. Sure. So now when we're working, when you say commercial, you're talking a lot, mostly about small business in our area, right? Mostly small business. Farmers doesn't like to go too big. We have some other companies that would. I like to stay with small businesses. They're just a lot easier to keep tabs on. Um, just our operation is pretty small. And when you get in the really big business, sometimes, you know, it's just a lot more than we can handle. Oh, those are some competitive places too, right? And so when we look at commercial side, working with small businesses, we have a lot of listeners here who may own their own business, run their own business. So they're going to have stuff like that. Then we have a lot of majority of our listeners are going to be your average everyday Joes who, when they're buying insurance, they're looking at stuff from you that would be homeowner's insurance or car insurance, stuff like that. So that's going to be on the property casualty side. So how'd you get into this business in the first place? We'll get to know you a little bit. Now, <laughs> you've been around in the business for about how long? A uh, total about 13 years. Okay. So so that's that's pretty fresh. You know, that's not, you're a veteran, but not too much of a veteran, right? Yeah, not totally. I mean, I have a sales background. I was always in sales. I uh, Crazy story. So I worked for a guy. 
I sold cars. I mean, I was in the car business. And my manager left to start an Allstate agency, and he thought, you know, he referred me, thought I'd be a good agency owner. Um, at that time, it was just cost restrictive, you know, the startup money. So sure. I got my license. I got and I started selling life through some small companies on the side while I still sold cars. That just wasn't working out for me. So I went back to full-time car business. And uh, one day, same guy walks in my dealership, buys a car, and he's looking for somebody to kind of run an agency that he's starting up with another guy. And I, I took over that. Just kind of was a good deal for me at the time. Gave me a chance to work from home, just sell insurance. on. The, and so I went to doing that full time. Uh, and then about oh, two and a half years ago, I had the opportunity to buy my own agency here. So that all worked out for me. And uh, that's where we're at right now. Now, are you selling cars here in Worcester as well? I've never sold cars in Worcester. So you were out of town at that point. So did you move to Worcester or have you always been here and just traveled for work and then bought the agency in Worcester or how long you been here? Right. I've lived in Worcester 20 years, maybe a little bit longer. Um, I sold cars, you know, within a 30 mile radius of here. I've never worked here in town. Yeah, the agency just came about. Somebody got in touch with my wife, and they were mm-hmm. selling the agency, and it just worked out for us. Nice. Well, give a little background to our listeners. So I know John. We do CrossFit together uh, at CrossFit Worcester, and we've d- we've actually done a competition together. I don't know if you remember that one. I do. Ooh, it was what, fun. Yeah, it was it was a good time. But boy, we we weren't competitive. We'll put it that way, right? You know, I'm getting a little too old for this CrossFit thing. You. <laughs> No, I'm just teasing. But yeah, no, John and I do CrossFit together. Uh, That's how we met. And I heard a lot about John just through people that we know uh, and what he does with his insurance stuff. And I think one of the biggest things, and and I asked you this question ahead of time since you can come a little bit prepared, but I think one of the biggest things when it comes to the insurance world, there's a guy on every corner that's selling insurance. And whether it's a brand name like Farmers, like you are, or or Allstate or whoever it is, there's brand names. all, And then there's the individual agencies and there's just guys right and left, girls right and left that are selling it. How do you know who to trust in this world? How do you know who to talk to when it comes to insurance? Because that's what our listeners are probably looking for. Right. And so like anything else, it's a relationship business. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you have a relationship with your doctor, you have a relationship with a lot of other professional people. And I think it's easy to get sucked into, hey, I'll just buy this online. And if you know the insurance business, go right ahead. But a lot of times what happens is you buy that policy online. You don't really know what you have. You know, that's right. what I run into sometimes with people. Hey, this was a good deal. I saw this commercial. You know, build a relationship with someone you trust that can sit down and go over things with you. I mean, in the end, you have to protect, you know, insurance is to protect your assets. Mm-hmm. And if you're saving a little bit of money, but your assets aren't really protected, I mean, it's, in my mind, you're just throwing that money away. No, that's that's actually a really good insight because I think we got a lot of DIYers and so do it yourselfers that listen here. And a lot of them, what they're doing with their financial stuff, and we talk about this on the podcast all the time, what they're doing with their financial stuff is they'll go directly to Vanguard or Betterment or whatever the company is, and they're going to get discounted access to investments. You know, They're not going to pay much out of pocket for it. But if they don't know what they're doing, they're almost doing more harm by saving money than what they would be doing if they paid an advisor to do it for them. And that's fine. If someone is comfortable with the knowledge they have, go online, try to get you know what you're looking for. But the insurance world is is very similar to the financial world when it comes to investing. It's a complicated beast. You know, There's stuff that you don't really realize that you need or stuff that you don't see that a professional can really help you understand that kind of stuff. And so that's, that's why I asked that question because people just don't know where to go with that. Right. And there's a lot of just built in, 
you know, nuance in everything. You know, if mm-hmm. I if I, I would always look to a professional, not just in insurance, if something I really didn't have any expertise in and I wanted to learn about, I would look to someone that does that on a daily basis, you know. And like I said before, it's a relationship thing. You have to trust that person. And that's where that comes in, you know, building trust. Absolutely. Because our business, you and I both, we have uh, probably the bad reputation that comes along. You know, the guy that's out there selling whatever cut rate insurance he can for the biggest commission or try to, you know, oh, well, maybe we can up your premium, you know, another 50 bucks, you know, just to make sure that we get you covered. But really what he's trying to do is line his pocket. We're the same way on our end. Maybe you should try this investment because I could make a little bit more money as an advisor telling you to do this versus that. So we get this bad reputation because how can you trust all these guys when there's so many out there and you hear all these bad stories? But you're right. It's all about trust. You need to know the person that you're buying anything from, just especially in the service world. Right. And I tell people, you know, not only, I mean, I own the agency and, and so obviously, yeah, that's, I do make money when you come and purchase insurance, but I'm also a customer. I mean, I have to pay for my insurance too. They don't Mm -hmm. just give it to me. So I'm, you know, I'm aware of rate increases and things like that. You know, when your rate goes up, my rate goes up too. I mean, right. You know, we're happy together and we're also not so happy together. So, <laughs> Yeah. The insurance world, I feel like you get the short end of the stick. Dad and I were just talking about this. Uh, I think it was on our last episode. We were talking about health insurance or maybe a couple episodes ago, but he was just talking about how the insurance world is not the best. All you get, especially in your world, probably are the negativity of my claim didn't get paid out or get paid out the way I wanted it to, or my rates went up. Either one, it's like, man, complain, complain, complain. Nobody thanks you when they buy insurance. They don't say, hey, thanks for taking my money and protecting my family. They're always usually looking at the downside of it. And I'm sure you run into that a lot with your clients. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's not a tangible product. You know, if somebody goes out and buys a brand new car, they can show all their friends and say, hey, look, Mm -hmm. I got a new car. And you can see where the money you spent, you know, you have something tangible to show and, you, you know, it looks nice in your driveway and all that. I mean, insurance is just a necessary evil. I mean, I wouldn't <laughs> call it an evil. It's just necessary. You know, right. you work hard for that new car, but you know, if something happens, hopefully that it's protected. Right. Well, and so let's transition from that into the big question that, okay, so once some of our clients or our listeners, maybe they find someone that they trust, say, hey, yeah, I trust this guy, this girl, she's going to give us the insurance we need. But how do they know what they need? You know, that's the question, right? And then how much is too much? How much is too little? I think that's what a lot of people are asking. Right. So, you know, sit down with somebody, go over your assets, look at what you have, look at what you're trying to protect. And then, let them consult you. I mean, it's it's a sales position, obviously, but it's a consultative sales approach. Like, mm-hmm. you need to have enough insurance to cover your assets comfortably. You know, not just, okay, I'm here and this will cover. And if, you know, you need to look at everything from a worst case standpoint. Obviously, nobody wants a tornado to blow through tomorrow, but if one does, right? can you rebuild? Can you start over? Are you going to, you know, are you going to be where you were before the bad event? Right. And that's that's the big question. I think that's what listeners really need to take to heart because I think the most popular thing you see on TV is, you know, the, the Geico's out there who will save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Well, that's great. You're going to save me 15% or more. But what happens if, you know, maybe you save me 100 bucks or 200 bucks a year but what happens if I do get in an accident? Am I going to be covered for what damage I do to another car or another car's damage? Or am I going to be covered for my own car's damage? Am I getting 
less insurance because I'm paying less, is that really what I actually need? And if you don't go over that in depth with somebody, how would, how would you ever know? You won't. And, and, and it's a hard conversation. I mean, people, you know, I have that conversation with people all the time. They don't want to have it. I mean, I, and I understand that you just want to pay the premium and you want to go, but you have to be covered. It, you know, it just doesn't make sense to spend money and not get what you need. Well, we were just talking about this off air previous. You know, there's a certain amount that the state requires that you have insurance, like 25,000, I think you said, right? Right. And so that may be what you have coverage for, but that's great. But what happens if, you know, you're not paying attention and you run a red light or a stop sign and you bump into the brand new Escalade? That $25,000 may fix that headlight. That's not going to fix the whole car if you do some damage. Right. And then at that point, you're responsible. And, it, and the other thing is, you know, if you loan somebody your car, you loan them your car insurance as well. They go together. So maybe you're the most responsible driver ever. But if you loan your car to, you know, Bob next door and he goes out and hits that same Escalade, it's still your issue. It's your insurance. Or or not even Bob next door. How about your 16-year-old kid that's in the house who says, Mom, I need to go to the grocery store or wherever they go. And all of a sudden, they're the right. ones who are running into somebody. And now you're like, well, I was a careful driver, but my vehicle got in an accident. So that's right. the problem. So you really do need to pay attention to what those numbers are. And so do you have like a formula that you usually use in your office? Do you just take a look at assets and say, hey, you know, this home's worth X amount of dollars. You need to make sure the belongings. How do you do that kind of stuff so your home value is actually just a computer generated number nothing I, I have nothing to do with that on your auto side those numbers we we try to start at the top we start at the top and uh what you'll realize is going from your state minimum insurance to your highest level you're not talking a lot of money i mean you're talking maybe 10 percent more it's just mm-hmm. sometimes people see they just get locked into i just want what the state requires sure the state you know, they're requiring you to be covered, but they're not requiring you to be covered in a way that's sufficient to protect you. You know, just from a legal standpoint, covered and from, you know, truly being covered to protect your assets, that's two different conversations. Right. Now here, let me ask this question because I think this one's really important. What about comparing apples to apples? So there's you, there's the guy down the street, there's the guy two buildings down from that guy who's selling insurance. How do I know if I'm if I'm getting multiple quotes from multiple agents how do I know I'm getting a good deal? What if one's showing me something that isn't even comparable to what the other guy's showing me? Is there a way to get kind of a streamlined look at that stuff? So all your rates are on file with the Department of Insurance. The agent really has no say in the rates. So if you call me and say, look, this is what coverage I have, and I want this coverage with you, you can go right down the line. Farmers, Allstate, State Farm. You can get the same quote from, you know, coverage-wise from everybody and compare those numbers. I typically don't quote people on apples apples. I kind of try to quote based on need versus selling it on price. You fall back into that situation where, okay, well, we're cheaper than the guy next door, but are you covered? And that, you know, selling somebody a policy which doesn't cover what they need to cover is probably not worth it for either of us. So from your philosophy, what you're thinking is you would rather work with someone that you know is going to look at your assets, get you the insurance that you need and pay the extra hundred bucks a year, you know, whatever that is, less than 10 bucks a month, you know, right. along the lines, I'm going to you know, pay the extra hundred bucks a year to work with somebody that I know is working well with me rather than worried about price down to the penny, you know, save 20, 30, 40, a hundred dollars a year with this guy down the road. I'd rather have somebody that knows what they're doing. Is that what you're saying insurance wise? Well, I'm, yeah, I, I think, uh, 
obviously it's easier to work with somebody that knows the value of insurance. I mean, we, you know, we're not turning away people, but our job is to educate that other customer too. You know, down the road, I think people, you know, I've had conversations with people all the time where they've had a loss that hasn't been covered and they say, well, you know, why didn't I have this coverage? And they find out, oh, it was 20. I would, Almost once they lose something, no matter what the price was, they say, oh, well, you know, I would have paid that. I didn't know it was that. So we try to make sure nobody leaves the office without the conversation of, look, this is probably something you should have. And sometimes, you know, we'll send out email drip, email campaigns to people that don't have certain coverages that are, you know, here in Ohio important. It's it's hard to go a couple years without some type of roof claim from wind damage or some, you know, flooding basement. So that's not covered on your <laughs> sure, you know, your standard homeowners policy, but for a small amount more you can get those things covered. And I just want to make sure people know that. Well, and I and I can tell the perfect story of something like that. You know, uh, one of my family members just had a roof claim, mm-hmm. and part of the policy, luckily, he saved close to twelve grand. You know, on on redoing that portion of his roof and then getting the rest of it done altogether. The insurance company paid out of pocket for part of that, and he only had to pay for part of the roof. It's like those types of things. You know, yeah, he was paying more per month or per year on his premium, but he definitely got his money back out of that situation over the last 10 years or whatever he had in that policy because of this one thing. He never foresaw any wind damage being done to the roof, but it's a good thing he had that within his policy. And so those types of things are important. You know, you pay a little bit more, but that coverage does matter when it comes into play. Right. right. You know, a roof isn't cheap. Uh, a car isn't cheap, you know, when you got to replace those things. Now, you were talking earlier as well about some other types of insurance, you know, motorcycle insurance, you know, RV, camper, those types of things. Is that something you run into? Now, here's, I guess maybe this is a better question. Is that something that most people would bundle together with their car and home? Or is that something that people kind of shop separately for? Yeah, it's a bundle thing. Like we really, and I I, know, I don't know any agency that does. I mean, just a standalone motorcycle, you know, because those policies are really expensive. And by the time you bundle that with your home and auto, you're almost getting the motorcycle for free or the camper. They're just... Mm-hmm. You know, they're really, really inexpensive. And what it does, you know, it gives you the discount of keeping all your policies in one place. It, like I said before, you build that relationship with one agency. It doesn't really make sense to have your home and auto somewhere and a camper over here and a motorcycle here. It's just, it's a lot more paperwork to chase down. It's a lot more phone calls to make when something happens. So, right. you know, those things, what we call, we call that specialty insurance. I call them toys. I mean, it's what they are. But yeah. It's fun to have, and you know, obviously, you don't want to lose those either. Right? Yeah. Well, and bundling those things together, and this is something we talk about a lot in our business, is simplicity purposes. You know, having everything under one umbrella. That doesn't mean that we're taking the risk of putting all our eggs in one basket. That's not the same thing. But we're creating a simple process where, like you say, John, if if anything does happen, who do I call? Well, right. we call our insurance agent. Well, which one? Well, you shouldn't have to guess which one, right? <laughs> there should there should be one person you trust well enough to be able to put all it together. And and prices is a factor in all this, but it's not the all important factor. And same thing on the financial side. When you look at that stuff, you want someone you can trust, someone that does good work, but also someone that 
keeps things simple for you so that it's not a complex thing when you need access to your retirement funds or it's not a complex thing if your teenage son gets in an accident and needs to you know pay out for a claim you know we need something along those lines so we want simplicity there so hey, let me let me ask you one more final question what i really want to know is what your experience has been maybe you got a, a good client story of an insurance situation where it was a darn good thing that they had insurance or they went through this process and thought through things ahead of time I, i'm not sure do you have anything like that yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I have a customer. He, he's a good customer. He uh, he doesn't call a lot. He just, you know, pays his bill and he stops down, drinks coffee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't talk. we all? That right, Those so. are our favorite customers, the ones that just stop in and say, hey, you know, how's it going? Let's drink right. a cup of coffee and chat it up. <laughs> he, brings, he brings in a check once every six months and he has a cup of coffee or two. But about a year ago, he had a tree fall in his home, Wow, a mobile home. So just completely destroyed. I mean, older oh, mobile home where... We had it covered for an amount that he thought was excessive. Mm-hmm. But, you know, once this happened, it's a stated value. So they just cut him a check for that amount, replaces his home, replaces his personal property, paid to get the tree. And probably paid for him there. to be put up somewhere while it's all getting taken care of. He would have done that. He Luckily, he had another place. He just stayed with his mom. So, yeah. But had he needed a place to stay, definitely would have paid for temporary housing. So... Those things are all in your homeowner's policy, you know, just standard. And people don't think of that. But when, you know, I've seen people be displaced because of fire or, like right. I said, the tree. And the first thing that matters is, hey, where are we going to stay? In mm-hmm. case of fire, we need clothing. Mm-hmm. You know, I've seen claims adjusters show up and say, hey, look, go get a hotel room. They'll give them a debit card or, or sometimes they'll cut them a check and just to make sure that, you know, right off the bat, you're taken care of. I mean, obviously, it's going to take some time to go through your belongings and things like that. But the first thing is, just, hey, look, you're not out in the cold. You're safe. You have a place to stay and, and start there. I mean, some of these claim processes, you know, they take a while. But sure, what you really want to know is, am I going to be covered? You know, that's right. that's the whole reason to have insurance, not because you have to or not because you know this place is cheaper than this place it's the relationship and and the level of coverage yeah and i had a real close friend of mine who uh lived in a fairly new house i mean it was built probably in the late 80s early 90s so i mean not fresh brand new right but one night while they were gone luckily electrical fire um freak thing in the attic caught the insulation on fire whole thing burnt down and I mean, they came home to smoldering ashes, basically. And it was a scary, scary moment. But luckily, their insurance agent was someone that they knew, someone that cared about them. He was on the scene with the family, walking them through the claims process that night at like 11 o'clock at night. You know, he's talking to them saying, okay, this is what we need to do. We're going to get you guys set up over here and over there. And I mean, at the time, I'm sure, I, I can imagine my friends are going, I don't want to pay this. 60 70 bucks a month or 100 bucks a month or whatever my regular premium is it's not a something i really enjoy doing but i'm pretty sure they're super thankful that they were able to rebuild their house have a place to stay they were put up in like you say clothes and actually one of the cool things the uh, insurance agent was able to do is they had some younger kids showed up with stuffed animals and right. they got to you know help you know console a family who's in the middle of a tragedy 
you know, insurance agents are important in, in tragedy. It's kind of like a firefighter. You know, you don't, you don't know you need them and you know, you're still paying your bill. You're still paying for this stuff. You know, we're paying taxes to fund the fire department and you may not really enjoy paying your taxes, but boy, you're glad that you paid your taxes. If your house is the one on fire or someone, you know, his house is on fire. And you know, it's that time where it's like, you know, I hate to do it, but I'm really glad that I have this protection. And that's what the importance of insurance really comes down to. Right. Right. It's, yeah, it's a long process. I mean, it's, you know, nobody's house gets rebuilt overnight. Right. And you're going to, there's going to be some bumps in that road. I mean, there's, there just is. Yeah. But, um, it's better than not being covered. Absolutely. You know, knowing that on the back end of this, you're going to have a nice new house. And the whole goal of insurance is to return you to where you were pre-claim. Right. And, and, and hopefully you have the amount of coverage that enables you to do that. Absolutely. Well, John, thanks for thanks for joining us. I want to give you an opportunity. If, if people want to chat with you, they might have some insurance things they want to talk about. Where do they find you at? Uh, you can find me. Well, my office is here in Worcester, 428 North Market. You know, phone number 330-601-1911. You can find me on my website at farmers.com slash Russell. Those would be the easiest ways. I mean, you know, we're happy to answer questions. You don't have to be a customer of ours for us. We're not able to steal somebody else's marketing term, but, you know, we've look over your policies, see if there's any glaring holes, just, Mm -hmm. you know, to be an advisor to people in that way. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we'll plug all that stuff in the show notes here. So if you're a listener, you're looking to get a second opinion on what kind of insurance you have or maybe what kind of insurance you might need, you can check out John and all his information here below in the show notes and we can connect you to that. Yeah. Thanks again, John, for joining us. Uh, Any any final words of wisdom for our listeners here? First thing, hey, thanks for having me. To summarize what I've said here, just make sure you're covered. You know, just be diligent enough in in your own asset protection to make sure that they're covered because you work hard for those things. Don't save a couple bucks at the risk of losing everything in a tragedy, right? 100%. All right. Well, thanks, John. I appreciate it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So that was my conversation with John. Man, now that guy, he knows a lot about insurance. He's uh, he's very experienced in this business, been in it for over a decade now. So he, he knows exactly what he's talking about. Um, there was some good insights in there. I mean, maybe something that you pulled out of that, Brad, or something you want to share with our listeners that you think is really important about homeowners, auto, all that property and casualty insurance stuff. Yeah, that was, that was really good. So um, I think what I got out of it is the importance of getting the right numbers of coverage, you know, your limits, deductibles, all those liability numbers. And I think that takes an experienced person that has been in that business that is truly honest and fair. So again, you got to look for a referral. But what I got out of it is you need to do some fact finding with that agent very clearly up front so that you get the numbers right before you just jump into something because it's a cheap premium. That's kind of what I got. Biggest thing to me out of it. Absolutely. And so below, as I said at the end of the interview, below there's contact information for John. If you want to connect with John, uh, he'd be happy to help you out. He said he'd have a free conversation with you. All his information is below. But the agent that you trust, that's the one you should be talking to. Trust that person. If, if you found a person that you're comfortable with, you think they're honest, you think they're true to you, trust them with that kind of information and, w- and walk through this. It's 
it's it's a process. It doesn't just happen overnight. So make sure you're doing your due diligence. So to wrap up our, our podcast for today, I want to just go ahead and say thanks for joining us. If you want to connect with us at Fike Advisors, you're looking for a financial advisor or you need some advice on retiring early, you can do that by clicking the Schedule Now button on our website. You can go to fikeadvisors.com. And if you go to the top right corner of our website, there's this nice big link that says Schedule Now. You can schedule a free conversation with me, or Brad, and we can talk about your situation, see if we can get you retired sooner than you think. So you can do that. Go onto our website. Again, it's fikeadvisors.com. In the meantime, we hope you guys have a good rest of your next couple weeks. We'll be back here in two weeks. We'll, it might be three, two and a half to three weeks. We go twice a month on this podcast. So check the dates if this is uh, coming out here at the end of August. So it may be the first week of September till you hear from us again. But we're going to get back onto the train of the retire ASAP process. So we're going to talk about the next big thing that you need to overcome on your way to retiring early. So that's going to be coming up here in our next episode. And in the meantime, hope you guys are doing well. Investment advisory services provided by Fike Advisors, LLC. Information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Please consult a professional before taking any action. Information is obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed.